Tone Deaf is the journey of a theater nerd, bringing musicals into the life of their musically challenged spouse. This show is rated explicit for mature content and strong language. I'm sorry for me. Spoilers are in every episode, so if you haven't seen the show we are reviewing, you can always check back in later with us. We'll be here when you get back. Welcome to Tone Deaf, a theater nerd's guide for their musically challenged spouse. I'm Kay, a musical theater nerd who hopefully gets to keep their eyes. And I'm Warren, and I'm musically challenged and also want to keep my eyes. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, in accordance with the terms of our punishment, we are here before the Condor Gods, Con and Dor, to present... What we learned about the Ancients through the Land Before Time series. Yes, we, Warren and Kay of Tone Deaf, present to you the wisdoms of the Land Before Time. The first wisdom... <coughs> they want a musical number. What? Actually, three. They want three songs. That was not what we... <coughs> These are the wisdoms we learned from the land before time. We learned oh so many wisdoms from land before time. <sighs> the land before time. The beginning of the great wisdoms of the ancient ones. The story of a brave little long neck named Baby Steps who has to overcome the loss of his mother and navigate a dangerous world to find a new home with his ragtag band of dinosaur and dinosaur-adjacent reptile friends and friend-adjacent characters. The wisdom learned from this tale is, uh, don't give up. Remember the wisdoms of your elders. Yeah, that sounds about right. Remember your elders' wisdoms, bum. Don't be a racist, a sore, bum, bum. The Great Valley Adventure. The child heroes return for their first direct-to-video adventure. The baby gang accidentally steals a sharp-tooth egg, and after it hatches to reveal our favorite super good boy, Chomper, the baby gang has to decide what to do with this apex predator. There are some egg-eating villains in this movie, but they're dumb and they get eaten by Chomper's parents off-screen. The wisdom learned from this tale is, um, life is precious and important, even the life of your enemies. Wait, um, maybe it's that if you steal your enemy's baby and raise it as your own, you can use them against their own kind. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Life, it is precious, is true, ba-bum-bum. Kids can be used to help you, ba-bum-bum. The time of the great giving. The Great Valley has a water shortage, and the baby gang goes to find out why. And along the way have to deal with bullies who are big bully jerks to them. It's discovered that this bully is bullied by his own father, and shit runs downhill. Eventually, the water issue is solved, but a lot of the food is now scarce, so the dinosaurs have to share food. The wisdom learned from this tale is, um, don't be shitty to your kids, because you're going to create shitty kids who are shitty to others. 
and sharing. Sharing is important. Yeah. You may be your kid's first bully, so don't do that. Oh, and also sharing is caring. Don't be a brat. Journey through the mists. The baby gang returns to save Grandpa Big Steps, who is sick. And only the power of golden flowers can save him. The baby gang is joined by xenophobe Allie, a baby longneck from a wandering herd, who guides the heroes beyond the Great Valley to where the golden nightflower blooms, and gives Sarah a bit of a taste of her own racist attitude. The gang meets a giant sea turtle who lives in a cave, and have to evade a Sarcosuchus and an Ichthyornis who want to eat them. The gang gets the magic flower and save the elderly longneck, resulting in a happy ending. Yay, herbal remedies! The wisdom learned from this tale is... Ah, uh, racism is bad. But sometimes you need to use a racist to get what you want. So, use the racist as a means to an end, and maybe the racist will stop being a racist? Oh, and uh, golden flowers are magic. Don't be a big racist asshole, that shit is bad. Also, I guess drugs can be good, so that is rad. The Mysterious Island. The herd is forced to leave the Great Valley after a bunch of bugs eat all of their food. The baby gang separates themselves from the herd and gets stranded on an island surrounded by big, big water... There, they are reunited with our favoritest super good boy, Chomper, who helps his leaf-eater friends avoid getting eaten, and helps them get off the island and back to the mainland where they are reunited with the herd and find a second great valley, cuz plot. The wisdom learned from this tale is... Ah, uh, don't leave the adults and wander onto an island in search of food, cuz you might get eaten and there was probably food right around the corner from where you previously were. Oh, and elasmosauruses are homewreckers that want to fuck your grandpa. Ooh, elasmosaurs are whores, ba-bum-bum. They're not even dinosaurs, ba-bum-bum. The Secret of Saurus Rock. The baby gang returns yet again, but with actual babies. Sarah's nibblings from a relative we've never seen and will never see ever again are here and they get into shenanigans which cause a magic rock to break which causes bad luck to descend upon the Great Valley residents. Baby Steps and the gang have to venture back to the magic rock and <sighs> stick a sharp tooth tooth in it in an effort to remove the bad luck. Shit goes sideways real fast, but with the help of Grandpa Big Steps and the nomadic hero known as the Lone Dinosaur, the gang is able to patch the rock and remove the bad luck. The wisdom learned from this tale is, um, keep an eye on the kids, or they're gonna break something that you'll have to fix, and almost get eaten in the process. Oh, and sometimes the hero you idealize is not as great as the hero already in your life. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Ooh, keep an eye on your kids, ba-bum-bum. And learn who your hero is, ba-bum-bum. The Stone of Cold Fire. Aliens!
aliens have come to the Great Valley to poke baby steps in his walnut-sized brain and spur him on a quest to discover the mysteries of a rock that fell from the sky. Along the way, the gang has to watch out for Petrie's creepy, creepy uncle and his creepy, creepy friends. And Ducky tries to explain that people who do bad things might actually be good on the inside. And, uh, yeah, she almost gets murdered a couple of times in this movie by said bad guys with a gooey center of goodness, so swing and a miss there, ducker. But yeah, uh, Baby Steps finds the stone and discovers it's just a rock, but the importance of the journey of discovery is the important part, says the aliens. The wisdom learned from this tale is curiosity is good, Explore things that you're curious about, cause learning is important. But also, have some fucking common sense and don't trust creepy, murderous liar-sauruses. Oh, and uh, sometimes the bad guy is the guy you trust and think is good. These are the first seven wisdoms of land before time. We are almost halfway through this shit and it's about time. ba ba Please tell me that's a good noise. It's not a great noise, but not not a good one either. Uh, anyways, uh, on to the next seven, and then the TV series. Well, number eight, The Big Freeze. Um... It's snowing in the Great Valley, and Thag meets a wandering herd of his kind and makes a new friend, Tippy. I fucking hate Tippy. Anyways, Thag does a trial run at adoption and goes with his spiketail herd, leaving the Great Valley. Ducky doesn't take this rejection well and goes after her adopted brother, Spiketail. The rest of the baby gang enlists the aid of the teacher dino, Mr. Big Nose, who lies a lot about his own lived experiences and is forced to admit that he's a big phony. The baby gang gets Ducky and Thag reunited and manage to kill a sharp tooth in the process. Yay! Thag comes back to his adopted mother and Mr. Big Nose learns to stop being a liar? Anyways, this cold time actually ends and shit is fine again. The wisdom learned from this tale is that, um, family doesn't mean you look alike. Sometimes you choose your family because family are the people who love and care for you. Oh, and, uh, don't be a big-nosed liar who pretends to know everything because it will bite you in the ass sooner or later. Number nine, journey to big water. Water, lots of water falls from the sky. Skywater, it is called, and there is no other name for it. Anyways, a big sky water floods the Great Valley, and with it comes... Fucking Moe, an annoying not-dolphin who is very, very annoying. Anyway, Moe needs to get back to the big, big water, and the baby gang is here to risk life and limb to help, and they do. They help Moe get the fuck out of all of our lives, and go back to his own flipper kind. <sighs> Along the way, there is lots of walking, and a Lyplurodon that tries to eat them, and a nice Diplodocus mother who has a bunch of new hatchlings. And Mo can talk to bugs. Yeah, you heard me. <sighs> Anyways, Mo gets home, and so do the kids. Yay. 
The wisdom learned from this tale is fuck Mo. He is very annoying, and if a Mo shows up in your life, get him the fuck out of your life ASAP. Oh, also, uh, if you help a stranger out, they might make you a mud brother. There's not much wisdom in this one. Well, there isn't. The Great Long Neck Migration. Baby Steps is having strange dreams, and so are his grandparents. They decide to leave the Great Valley and literally follow their dreams to a strange crater canyon full of other long necks who gather here to keep the sun from falling out of the sky. Baby Steps also meets his father for the first time and his shitty, shitty adopted stepbrother. The rest of the baby gang shows up too with an old long neck and his lava leg. Anyways, Baby Gang and the other long necks save the world from certain destruction. <laughs> and Baby Steps has to decide if he wants to live with his friends in his home or leave and live with his dad away from his friends. Baby Steps tells his dad to get fucked and to take his shitty stepbrother with him. The wisdom learned from this tale is it's great to have a dad unless your dad is shitty and abusive then tell him to get fucked. Also, help old people, because they might save you from a river, and you might save them from lava. And, uh, if you're tall, make sure the sun doesn't fall out of the sky. Number 11. Uh, invasion of the Tiny Sauruses. Oh, fuck this movie. Anyway, the baby gang is hungry for adventure. Adventure is the name of a tree with tasty, sweet flowers. But Sarah's dad is horny and wants, a, wants to poke a hot piece of tail. Sarah also insults Baby Step's size, and this causes the perfect storm of stupid plot. <sighs> this causes the sweet tree to be bumped into by Baby Steps and knock all of the sweet leaves off. The sweet leaves are eaten by tiny sauruses, and Sarah's horny dad wants to kill all of them because they're threatening his chances of getting laid. Baby Steps falls down a hole and becomes god of the tiny sauruses who think he's huge. And Sarah makes friends with one of the tiny ones who also has dad troubles. And after some sharp teeth get into the valley, the baby gang plus the tiny gang fight them off. Sarah's dad and the tiny dad have a reconciling. Time fast forward. Everyone eats sweet treats. No tiny sauruses get genocided. The wisdom learned from this tale is... Don't get between a horny dad and his new girlfriend or you might cause a genocide. And don't lie. Lying is bad. That's literally it. The Great Day of the Flyers. Petrie has performance anxiety and is getting grilled by his siblings about ruining their flying test. Petrie and the gang find a freak who's named Guido who is supposed to be a micro-raptor. <sighs> but no. No, he's not. Anyways, Guido tries to help Petrie overcome his performance anxiety, but instead, Guido sleep glides into the mysterious beyond where he puts everyone's lives in danger. The baby gang has to save Guido's dumbass, but on the way back, Petrie gets told that he just needs to be himself. Petrie bees himself all over his flight test, and everyone else tries to be like Petrie, who is having fun with flying. Anyways, Petrie forever changes the great day of the Flyers for the better, I guess? 
The wisdom learned from this tale is be yourself. And if you meet someone named Guido who sleep flies, leave them be. You don't need that drama in your life. Oh, number 13, fucking Christ. The wisdom of friends. Baby Steps has a bad dream about his grandma dying. She doesn't, and instead, she tells Baby Steps to chill the fuck out and remember the wisdoms. <sighs> baby Steps and his friends compare wisdoms in their many different forms. The baby gang run into some really fucking stupid-ass clowns who... They're supposed to be cool dinosaurs, but instead they fucking suck. <sighs> <sighs> sorry, sorry, it's true. Anyway, they're looking for the Berry Valley. These stupid-as-fuck yellow bellies have no wisdoms of their own, so Baby Steps decides he has to long-neck savior them to safety. Little does the gang know that the wisest of all the yellow-bellied dumb fucks is the one who can't talk, because why the fuck not? Anyway, the Baby Gang helps the yellow bellies find the Berry Valley and avoid being eaten in the process. The wisdom learned from this tale is, I don't know, different strokes for different folks, something like that. I don't know, if you encounter a dumb fuck who's lost, let them be lost. Leave them alone, stay in your lane, Karen. I don't know, don't be a white savior? I think that's it. Anyway, that feels right. Number 14, Journey of the Brave. Ending on movie 13 and skipping over the TV series. I'll get there. Brings us to movie 14. Baby Steps is super excited to see his dad, who only comes but once a year. But that excitement is destroyed when grim news reaches him that his father might be dead. Heading out on a dangerous journey, Baby Steps and the gang must avoid feather-headed sharp teeth and get hot and sticky on their new adventure to save Jack Braun from being cooked alive. Which they do! Yay! The wisdom learned from this tale is if you're trying to avoid creatures that want to eat you and you have a disguise that uh, masks you from, you know, them smelling you, uh, don't eat that disguise or wash it off playing in a pond. Also, don't all stand on a rocky ledge that could turn into an accidental toboggan down a mountain. Good advice all around on this one. So, I'm a bit parched right now, so, uh... <laughs> what were you saying? So, we can take a brief intermission and get a drink after all this talking, but they expect us back to give them the rest of the wisdoms we learned. Do you think I can make a phone call? Alex isn't involved in this, and I don't want her to end up in this feud either. No, no, just, um, want to order a pizza. Okay. I'm sure the pizza boy won't get involved unless he starts corrupting the Condor youth, so let's go! Hey, Warren. Hey, Kay. Do you know what time it is? Is it time to thank our Patreon sponsors? It is! Woo! We would like to thank our stage crew sponsors, Jeff, Reagan, and Jasmine Wu. And our producer circle sponsors, Jesse, Bianucci, and Taylor Brandt. Thank you all so much for your continued support of our show. We truly appreciate it. 
Hey there, everybody. My name's Cortland. And I'm Brandon. And this is the Up All Night Horror Anthology Podcast, where we cover every horror anthology show that we can get our hands on. We've already reviewed all of Are You Afraid of the Dark? We've set our sights on Goosebumps next. Do you love to laugh at amazing 90s Canadian horror shows? Then we've got the perfect podcast for you. So join us every Tuesday for new episodes to keep you up all night. And now... The lights are going down and the music's starting back up, so let's head back to the second act of our show. Okay, so we're back and ready to tackle the wisdoms learned from the TV series. Other than that Ruby and Chomper need to have a series all to themselves because they were the only good thing. Um, anyway, since there are 26 episodes, time for a lightning round! The Wisdoms of the Land Before Time series, The Cave of Many Voices. Chomper needs a cave to live in that doesn't let in sharp teeth from the mysterious beyond, and Ruby teaches Ducky to talk big. Talk big by being big on the inside, and the best home is someplace safe where you can hide. The Mysterious Tooth Crisis. Chomper loses a tooth, and Topsy tells him he's gonna die. Sarah has a nice day at the spa. Kids are gullible as hell. Do-do-do. The Star Day Celebration. It's Ruby's birthday, and she's sad to be away from her family. Her friends cheer her up with grapes. Sometimes remembering makes you feel better, and if someone is greedy, then you should take a stand. Canyon of the Shiny Stones. Sarah fucks up and has to replace a rock that she dropped in the river. Show your kids you actually care. Bum, bum, bum. If there is lava, prepare. Do, do, do. The Great Log Running Game. Sarah doesn't learn a goddamn thing ever because her fucking dad is a racist piece of shit who can't have even a single shred of self-reflection and pass that knowledge on to his daughter so that she can be a more well-rounded individual. I am starting to see a theme with these shows. Being a racist is bad, something you should know. The Brave Long Neck Scheme. Fuck Rhett, this stupid shitty long neck. Not my cool friend Rhett. That dude is totally cool and knows how to fight robot ninjas while eating a burrito. War and learn nothing at all, do-do-do. The Meadow of Jumping Water. Thag is hungry, Petrie is a paranoid wreck, and geysers are not hot at all for some stupid reason. Deaths in Yellowstone Chapter 1. Days of Rising Waters. Petrie's nest gets wrecked by a mudslide and he has to move. Ducky teaches Sarah's sister, Trisha, to swim. Sarah still has no self-awareness. Moving isn't so bad, so give it a tryer. Unless you are waiting for a new dryer. When's it getting delivered now? Fucking August. Raptor Christ. Escape from the mysterious beyond. The gang gets stranded in Murderland, and Chomper has to argue with another sharp tooth about not eating his leaf eater friend. The Hidden Canyon. The baby gang discovers crack and keeps their habit from the adults, and they accidentally put the valley at risk. Don't do drugs, kids, or everyone will die. Or, at the very least, don't tell a lie. Legend of the Story Speaker. 
Grandpa Longneck's friend, Sorrow, wants Jeepa to be the story speaker instead of doing it himself. Just like green food and cold times, do do do. Surprise dick jokes at great times, do do do. The Bright Circle Celebration! Petrie is a leader of a cult that worships the sun and demands offerings for the sun god. Extremism is always really bad. The Lonely Journey. Chomper gets guilted for having sharp teeth, even though he's one of the good ones. Like I said, there is a theme, do do do. The Missing Fast Water Adventure. The ground shook and caused the river to dry up, so the gang has to fix it. How could you not mention Mo? Oh no. I like to pretend he doesn't exist. Fair. The Spooky Nighttime Adventure. Mr. Big Nose is a Bigfoot hunter and takes the gang on a cryptid hunting adventure. The Lone Dinosaur Returns. Doc, the Lone Dinosaur. Needs help finding his girlfriend so he can get laid. Also, Doc is a huge dick to chomper. Stranger from the Mysterious Above. Fag falls down a hole and becomes god king of the mole people and fights tiny Satan. What's a spike tail to a god? Do do do. The forbidden friendship. Adults have beef and forbid Fag and Tippy from being friends. Fag and Tippy tell the adults to get fucked. The amazing three horn girl. Sarah survives a near death experience and everyone blows it out of proportion and thinks she's a hero. Fuck these two episodes, ba-bum-bum. The big long neck test. Baby Steps has to take a test, while his shitty, shitty adopted brother Shorty tests the patience of his friends. The Hermit of Black Rock. Guido is back, unfortunately. He and Petrie get blown to the mysterious beyond where they meet a blind flyer who helps them get back home. Return to Hanging Rock. A meteor shower scares Ruby and makes her run home to her parents just in time for a wildfire that almost kills everyone. You can really tell they thought they'd have season two, but if you wonder why they didn't, then here's a clue. March of the Sand Creepers. The Great Valley gets a bad case of crabs and the baby gang has to journey to the source to find out why. Search for the sky color stones. The gang wants to get their rocks off but can't agree where to find them. Also, Ducky turns into Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Don't fuck around with Ducky's precious. Through the eyes of a spike tail. Fag can hear food. It sounds like music. And the gang goes to the top of a mountain in search for frozen berries. The Great Egg Adventure. The baby gang finds Sharptooth eggs too close to the Great Valley and have to travel into the mysterious beyond so they can hatch them elsewhere. The land beef. For time. As for the wisdom of the entire TV series, Sarah never learns ever, ever, ever. She pretends she does, but in the next goddamn episode, she'll just be back to her old racist entitled self, and it's her dad's fucking fault. Ruby is Dinosaur Yoda. Baby Steps is smarter than his dumb shit stepbrother. And also, fuck Allie. Fuck Guido and fuck Mo while we're at it. If something is broken, an Earthshake did it. If things are too calm, an Earthshake will happen. Don't eat red leaves. They bring curses. Don't do drugs, even if they feel really good. They might cause your entire family to die. 
Don't lie. Lying is bad. If people think you're God, it's okay to let them think that, so long as they feed you. Old dinosaurs are either horny, racist, or both. Change happens. Deal with it. Don't go into the mysterious beyond. Just don't do it. Whatever the reason is that you think you need to go, don't do it. Also, don't burn a ton of calories climbing a mountain just to eat some ice cube fruit. If you're stuck on a test, just give up. It's secretly the answer. The sun wants you to make sacrifices to it. Push annoying kids off of cliffs and say they fell. You're doing everyone a favor. Geysers are not hot, and it's okay to play in them. Chomper is a pure and wonderful angel boy who can do no wrong and get shit on by the herbivores because of his birth circumstances. Oh, and now, the ranking of the entire series in song for our final show-stopping number. You got this, baby. <sighs> Going from worst to best in these series is hard, cause... There is no way to quantify how hard this was, so starting from the worst to best, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. worst is the wisdom of friends, I think you know why. Next is the eleventh one, Tinysaurus can die. Journey of the brave is bad, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Reba can't save it, it's sad. Mm -hmm. After that comes movie 9, because Mo is annoying. Followed by Great Day of Flyers, Guido is joining. Then we have the Big Freeze with Spike and Benson's actor. Great Giving has a weird moral, which is the factor. For why it isn't higher, ooh, Saurus Rock has some good things, but the series taints it. That's where the TV show comes in, I hate to admit. It's better than most of the movies. Two is the next one for Chomper, but the egg song sucks. The fifth one brings in Big Water and Grandpa Longneck fucks. Ooh, the runners-up are the hardest to choose between, but once you see which one is better, you'll know what I mean. Long neck migration had feeling and a cool plot, but the solar eclipse was dumb and heard it quite a lot, so Stone of Cold Fire gets second because of the song. And the alien stuff was cool, which means all along. The original is best, mm -hmm. but it is hurt by the rest. Mm -hmm. That is the ratings. Ooh. And thus concludes the wisdoms of the ancients. Are we good now? Shit. What? Do you want the bad news or the worst news? 
<laughs> I guess the worst news? They are very unhappy and want us to redo the whole series because we didn't learn anything from these. What? Fuck that! What's the bad news then? They didn't like the songs. Said it was just the same song done with three three times with different lyrics. Well, that's what the wisdom we learned from the TV show was. I know, but they're pretty mad. Tell them no, that we're not doing it. I'll try. Well? Which eye do you want removed first? Fucking hell! We just bought this house! Pidge? How in the hell? Does Shay know her cat got out? Does Shay know Pidge is a fucking Egyptian goddess? Does Shay know Pidge can talk? I watched as they and my favorite human have suffered through your trials with admittedly mild amusement. But I shall sit by no more. Not even the condors that know of you consider me real gods. You have no Is... is that some sort of god language? You know, now that I think of it, the Condor Council sounded shady as hell. I mean, they had guns. True. Be gone, you gods! Gods! You ruiners of reputations! Your hates belong to the true gods of the Condors! To the ancient ones who came before! Pidge, I had no idea you were fucking fast. And she's licking her butt. Yup. It's Shay. She wants to know if we've seen Pidge. Let her know she's over here. She's over here. Con and Dor showed up. They made us tell them what we learned. They didn't like it, and tried to take our eyes, and then Pidge burst through the wall. She said, burst through the wall? She's only nine pounds. Nine pounds of badass. True. Then she called them false gods. I think she might be fast and the condors left and are probably going to get some comeuppance. She said, well, this would have been easier if you were still over here, but I'll come over and get Pidge. Still don't know how she got out. Magic god powers? 
I guess I'll be over in a few. Yay! Love you, and thank you for saving my ass again, even if it was indirectly. She said, just don't involve me next time you piss off a god. What? Well, that was fun. Yeah. Oh, shit, it's still recording. Sweet. I guess then I can happily announce what we're doing next week. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's a good musical, right? A classic. And it's going to start us watching three different versions of it. Yay! Next week, we start our Annie versus Annie versus Annie Smackdown with the first film adaptation of Annie. Three Annies enter. One Annie leaves. Two Annies in body bags. And three Annies... Blood. Mixed on the floor. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday! <laughs> Yay! Oh. We're back to regular hey. musical! Fucking Christ! <laughs> oh my god. There's no... There's no, uh, uh, ginger goddesses of musicals, are there? <laughs> no, uh, the only thing I could think of is the comic strip gods, but honestly, they would have been mad at us with Peanuts stuff sooner, so oh, I think that they just don't give a fuck because there's so many to look out for. I swear to Raptor Jesus, if a Charlie Brown god shows up, <laughs> I'm quitting this show. Good grief. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you all so much for sticking with us through this slog of The oh Land Before God. Time, 14 animated movies, and 26 episodes of the animated series, and a recap episode complete with pissed-off false condor gods who... I still wonder how they were holding those guns as what they were. But yeah, yeah, that was a little weird. But so, but thank you all yeah. so much. Uh, Y'all are the real MVPs for sticking with us through this nightmare. <laughs> we are back to our normal goodness of reviewing good live action shows, at least for now. Mm. If you would like to reach out to Kay and myself, you can do so at our home base, which is ToneDeafMusical.com. There we have links to all of our good social medias, our Twitters, our Facebooks, our Instagrams, as well as a link to the Cast Junkie Discord server where we have our own Condor-free thing. Fucking, well, fake Condor, because I don't know what they actually were. They, For all we know, they could have been three bald eagles in a trench coat mad because I make fun of their noises all the time. Oh, that, that, <laughs> that's something we haven't considered. But yeah, feel free to reach out to Kay and myself. And uh, we will see you folks next week with Annie. Yes, and if you want to help out the show, you can do so by going to iTunes, Podchaser, Stitcher, wherever you can review your podcasts. And you can leave us a five-star review. You can say, we knew you could do it. We we knew all along that Con and Dor were fake gods. What the fuck were you two smoking? Something like that. Maybe not with fuck, because I don't think <laughs> iTunes lets you do that. Podchaser might, but I'm not sure. Don't hold me to that. Um, if you want to go above and beyond in helping us, you can do so by going to our Patreon, which is Tone Deaf Musical. You can also go to our Tee Public, which has tangible ways of showing your love. Anyway, thank you all so much for listening. That'll be it this week. I'm Kay. I'm Warren. And this has been Tone Deaf. Tone Deaf.